protecting her. Listen, protecting listen, her? Listen to me. The more people know about her, the more danger she's in. And the more danger you and your family are in. Oh, what? So I should be thanking you I'm then? I'm not asking you to thank me. I'm asking you to try to understand. I don't. I don't that's understand. Fine, that's fine. Just do not blame her. All right? She's upset enough as I it don't is. blame her. I blame you. I blame you. That's okay, kid. That's okay. No, nothing about this is okay. Nothing about this is okay. Oh, You're stupid, disgusting okay. lie, okay. you right. piece of shit. Stop it. Liar. Stop it. Liar. That's okay. Liar. Stop it. Stop Liar. it. Liar. Finally. It took a few extra weeks than I uh, planned on. And um, a lot of notes, a lot of watching, a lot of thinking about Stranger Things 2. And folks, we're here. The final episode of Stranger Danger. Well, for now. This is the end of season two. This is the end of the original project. So I guess technically it's the end of Stranger Danger season two. Uh, We had one season starting in September, which followed directly by the second season, to coincide with the two seasons of Stranger Things. Really, this whole thing was to coincide with the release of Stranger Things 2. Um... That's come and gone months ago, and uh, here we are, finally finishing our almost weekly podcast. There were a couple weeks in there that couldn't do anything. Uh, I think it was mostly Christmas and Thanksgiving. I mean, come on. There are a few other things in my life that I do besides watch television, but tonight... I did it. I watched Stranger Things, Episode 9, Season 2, The Gate. And now I'm going to talk about it, and that's it. I mean, look, what's going to happen from here? I don't know anything about Stranger Things 3. I remember during the Super Bowl last year, there was a commercial for the second season of Stranger Things. um, And I think it just said October. But I have no idea about production 
for season three. I don't know when it's going to shoot. I don't know if it's even come close to shooting. I have no idea. I don't know if they're going to do a time jump. I have no idea when it's coming out. Nothing. But the moment something does come out, let's say a trailer, um, something that we can really talk about, um, there'll be episodes. There'll be episodes that I'm going to be putting up. There might be mini episodes, a few minutes long, you know, maybe playing some clips if there's a trailer out. But there will be something going. So if you are subscribed to Just Stranger Danger, please stay with us. Um, And if you're subscribed to us through Geek Mentality, well, you're already with us. And at this point, hopefully you just don't go anywhere because I'm going to keep doing Geek Mentality episodes sporadically. And then in June, of course, there will be 30 episodes in 30 days for the 30 movies that I watch for Fans Not Experts Movie Month. But that is months away. Right now, it's all about Stranger Things Chapter 9, The Gate. This episode picks up right where the last one left off. Mike and Eleven meet each other and they embrace And, uh, you know, Mike's like, I I spoke to you every night. I never gave up on you. And she's like, I heard. And uh, it's at that point that Hopper uh, confesses that he wouldn't let her talk back to her, uh, that he's been hiding her. So I played the audio in the opening. Um, That is Mike just really being pissed off, pissed off that Eleven, he couldn't be trusted with Eleven. And really what it was, it wasn't that Hopper didn't trust him. It's that Hopper was trying to protect him, trying to protect all of them, including Eleven. Um, he regrets it, you know, it's part of how he did it later on, you could see. But what he was doing wasn't out of spite and it wasn't out of mistrust for these people. It was what he thought was the right thing. While Hopper and Mike are hashing their uh, differences out, uh, Lucas and Dustin are giving Eleven a big hug. It's great to see them. Max tries to introduce herself, but obviously Eleven saw Max and Mike uh, in the gym that time. So she just kind of blew her off, walked right by her, and gave Joyce uh, a nice big embrace. And then she asked to see Will. He's not doing well. I know. I saw. What else did you see? You opened this gate before, right? got you back there that, that you could close it? And you just see this look of determination on Eleven's face. She knows what she has to do. She knows that only she can save the day. Uh, and then it cuts to uh, the gate and one of the demodogs kind of screaming into the night. Uh, When we get back, then it's the opening credits. When we get back from the opening credits, we're actually in the Wheeler house. 
and Mrs. Wheeler is taking a bath and reading a romance novel um, and listening to memories like the corner of my mind. Uh, the doorbell rings. She starts screaming for Ted to answer it, but Mr. Wheeler is fast asleep. So she heads down in her robe and, um, of course, was at the door, but Billy, young Billy. Now, she's in the bathtub reading a romance novel. If you look at the cover of the romance novel, it kind of looks like Billy. They did that on purpose. Um, so all of a sudden, this kid who, who answers the door, this young stud, looks just like the guy in the cover of her book. Um, she's a little like, ooh, a little taken back. Um, he's like, I didn't realize Nancy had a sister. So he's getting all flirty, looking for Max. Um she invites him in, gives him some cookies, uh, writes directions to the buyer's house. And, you know, just it's almost like playful, flirty, a little creepy if you think about it. If it was the opposite way, the like uh, a, a girl and the dad, it would be extremely creepy. But that's not the way it is. Um, it's just the way it is. It would be much creepier the other way around. Sorry. I don't want to be sexist, but... It, it just it just is. Trust me, it's creepy enough doing it when you think about it this way. Um, so she gives Billy directions. He gets in the car, and you know the smile kind of goes away, and you can see that he's basically evaporated back into the asshole that he is. Cut back over to the buyer's house, and obviously Hopper's really nervous about um, any plan for Eleven to try to close the gate, um, but they. They all kind of hash out what needs to be done. It's not like it was before. It's grown a lot. And I mean, that's considering we can get in there. The place is crawling with those dogs. Demodogs. I'm sorry, what? I said, uh, demodogs. Like Demogorgon and dogs. Like, you put them together, it sounds pretty badass. How is this important right now? It's not. I'm sorry. I can do it. You're not hearing me. I'm hearing you. I can do it. Even if L can, there's still another problem. If the brain dies, the body dies. I thought that was the whole point. It is, but if we're really right about this, I mean, if L closes the gate and kills the Mind Flayer's army... Will's a part of that army. Closing the gate will kill him. saying to me he likes it cold we keep giving it what it wants if this is a virus and will's the host then then we need to make the host uninhabitable so if he likes it cold we need to burn it out of him we have to do it somewhere he doesn't know this time yeah somewhere far away that's when hopper realizes the cabin they could use the cabin. So uh, we see Hopper carrying Will out of the house, talking to Jonathan, giving him directions to where the cabin is. Uh, he basically says, um, you, know, you let me know when that thing is out of him. Because as they explained, um, if the Mind Flayer is kind of a host mind and everything dies after they kill it or close the gate, um, if everything dies... Will dies. So they have to get the thing out of Will first. So that's why Hopper's like, you have to let me know as soon as that thing is out of him so that Eleven can close the gate. Just that easy. Uh, before they all head over um, 
Nancy and Steve are kind of looking for space heaters to bring with um, with them to Will's. And they have a nice little moment. Um, he's like, you should probably get going. And she's just like, I'm sorry. She didn't want to leave Mike at uh, first, but he's like, you need to go with him. Uh, but she apologized, and he's like, it's okay, you know. Uh, he goes, I may have been a shitty boyfriend, but it turns out I'm a, I'm a pretty good damn boy uh, babysitter. Uh, and it was just, you could see that I, went, I wrote Steve uh, is full good guy now. <laughs> I think he's, he's been that way for a while, but, you know, there's no, no reason to root against Steve or think he's a jerk in any way now. Uh, at that time, Mike and Eleven have their own moment where she promises never, uh, he would never lose her again. They almost have a kiss, but Hopper steps in and is like, we got to go. It's time to go. So the gate team goes one way. I call them the gate team. The will team goes the other way to the cabin. And that just kind of leaves the bench, the rest of the crews, Mike, Lucas, Dustin, Max, and Steve. They're the bench team. They have nothing to do. Or at least at this moment, they have nothing to do. Whilst driving to the lab, uh, Hopper and Eleven have a, little heart-to-heart where Hopper's trying to figure out uh, where Eleven was. She explains that she went to see Mama, uh, that a nice man in a big truck took her there. and She doesn't mention anything about Kali, doesn't mention anything about, uh, was it Chicago? Is that where she went? Um, nothing about that. But, uh, you know, Hopper, he, he you could see he, um, he regrets that he lied to her about her mother, he regrets that he held her back from Mike and the friends. Um, he thinks he's doing the right thing, but you know he realizes that you know maybe it's just bad things around happen around him. He thinks maybe he's just a black hole that sucks everything in, uh, and he's really apologetic about it. A lot of things I shouldn't have done. Sometimes I feel like I'm. Look, I'm just some kind of black hole or something. Black hole? Yeah, it's a, you know, it's this thing in outer space. It's like, it sucks everything towards it and destroys it. Sarah had a picture book about outer space. She loved it. Who's Sarah? Sarah? Sarah's my girl. She's my little girl. It's kind of the thing, kid. She, uh... She left us. Con. Yeah. The black hole. I got her. And somehow... I've just been scared, you know? I've just been scared that it would take you, too. I think that's why I get so mad. I'm so sorry for everything. I could be so... So... Stupid. (laughs) Yeah. Stupid. (laughs) Just really stupid. I guess we broke our rule. 
I don't hate it, by the way. This whole look. It's kind of cool. Bitch. Okay. Sure. Bitch. Yeah, I just have a lot of great audio for this episode, so I figure why not play it all? I don't care how long the clips are. This is the final episode of the season. Go out with a bang, right? Uh, I loved all that audio. I loved um, the actor, David Harbour, I believe. I loved just his performance, his facial expressions. He, you know, he should get awards for this. But the one thing that bugs me is that he's the one who told Brenner how to save, how to find Eleven in the first place to get her, you know, in the, at the end of the seat last season. He's the one who gave her up at the school, but just promised don't hurt the kids. Is that ever going to come up? It has to. Doesn't it? Maybe if Brenner isn't a dead, he'll bring it up. He's like, huh. he'll be like, how do you think I've found you? That's my Brenner impersonation. Or it's maybe it's more like, okay, because he says, you have a wound, Eleven. How do you think I found you? Why do I sound like this? I am a robot. Anyway, we're back at the buyer's house. And um, it's it's actually kind of funny. Dustin is clearing the fridge out, and he has uh, Steve's holding the demodog wrapped in a blanket. They want to preserve this. Well, Dustin does, because it's a scientific discovery. Lucas and Max are just uh, cleaning up the place. But Mike's pacing. He's very nervous. And he's like, we're doing nothing you didn't, you didn't see that lab. It's filled with demodogs, all those things. They're crazy. The dogs and Lucas is, uh, Dustin's like, demodogs. A little annoying about it, but it was, it was funny. Um, and Steve's like, look, we're on the bench. Okay, everybody has a job. They're like, we don't. He's like, you're right. We're on the bench, and that's where we're going to stay, on the bench. He's trying to be the babysitter, trying to keep all these kids safe, trying to protect them. Um, but yeah, I got to keep these kids out of trouble. They're like, well, there's nothing we can do anyway. And Dustin's like, I'm not so sure about that. He came up with the idea of, you know, what if we could draw them away? They were drawn to the lab. What if we could draw them away? Um, and a plan comes to life. Uh, and, of course, Steve's like, look at him. They'll come to us and kill us. But they're not even listening. Mike's, like, running around looking at, at the map that Will drew out. And he's like, here's a hub. This is the hole where Hopper dug down to it. This is how we can get to it. And maybe if we burn it, and if we burn it, they'll they'll come and try to stop us. And Steve's like, and kill us. Steve, you know, is just about to put his foot down, and they almost give in. And then you hear the Trans Am come up. And it's Billy. Billy looking for his sister. Well, he call, now he calls her a sister. Interesting. Uh, well, she said my brother. It's complicated. But he shows up, and... Who's outside waiting for him? But Steve Harrington. He's like, what are you doing here, Steve Harrington, with my 13-year-old sister? Harrington's like, she ain't here, dude. He's like, oh, yeah, who's that? And he sees her looking in the window, and he proceeds to push him over, give him a little kick, barge into the house, grab Lucas, shove him up against the wall. He's about to kick his ass. All the kids are freaking out. Lucas kicks him in the balls. Awesome backs away and Steve comes in and he's like boom he starts fighting him 
And uh, the problem is, is that Billy's bigger, Billy's stronger, and Billy can take a punch. And he fights dirty. He took a plate, smashed Steve over the head, started beating the shit out of Steve. Look, I said a swear. That's the way it is. I apologize. Um, but while he's just beating the crap out of him, the guys are just, the kids are just standing there doing nothing, just yelling. And what does Max find but the syringe that they use to, to put Will to sleep? She grabs it, walks right up, doesn't even wait, and slams that mother right into Billy's neck. He turns around. He's like, what is going on, huh? What happened? He falls down, and she's like, you stay away from my friends. The, the, the boys are, like, impressed and freaked out at the same time. She takes the bat. She slams the bat right, into, right between his uh, legs. And uh, at that point, he's like, all right, I'll leave you alone. He passes out, and she's like, you know what? Let's get out of here. She takes his keys, says, let's go. The boys just look on, like, frightened, but also impressed at the same time. It's pretty awesome. That was her moment. We cut over to the cabin, and they show up, and uh, they start getting the room ready. They start setting up the heaters. They take Will. They put him next to a... uh, wood stove. Joyce puts some uh, logs in there and they tie Will down to the bed and uh, yeah. Jonathan's a little hesitant about what they're about to do. Are you sure this is a good idea? This thing has had Will long enough. Let's kill the son of a bitch. So they throw a match in the fire, turn on all the heaters, and they're about to sweat that monster out of young Will Byers. Meanwhile, over at the lab, Eleven and Hopper arrive. Eleven gets out. And this is the first time she's seen the lab uh, in a little while. And she just looks up and just has a little flashback of some real bad things that happened to her there. Uh, but they head on in. We cut over to a Trans Am just flying down the road. And... Uh, Steve is passed out in the back, and he starts to come to. He starts realizing what he sees. He sees uh, Max driving the car. He sees Mike next to him. He thinks it's Nancy. And he's like, what the hell is going on? Because he realizes there's a 13-year-old girl driving this car here. But, of course, Dustin has the best line, one of the best lines of the show. The series, I mean, at least the whole season. Nancy? Steve realizes he hears Lucas giving directions. You know, Dustin has the great line about you you put up a good fight. Um, and he's like, what the hell's going on? He starts freaking out. Stop the car, stop the car. And all that does is make Max go even faster when she's flying. Back over at the cabin, Will wakes up. He's like, what's going on? What's, what are we doing? It hurts. Let me go. It hurts. Let me go. I mean, he's screaming and screaming and screaming. And uh, Jonathan is like, you know, whoa. he's freaking out. And Joyce, she cranks the heat up even more. We're going to be doing a lot of bouncing around from these three spots. The tunnels, the lab. And the cabin Back over uh, in the car Max pulls right up against the hole Just flies up 
Mike says, incredible. That I think at that moment, Max became part of the group. She's like, I told you, Zoomer. Um, Steve's trying to put an end to their plan. He's like, you know, we can't do this. We stop, stop. And they're getting all the gear on. They're getting, they're putting these masks on. They're, they're ready to go down. They're just heading down to the hole without Steve. And Dustin is like, look, you're supposed to be protecting us, right? So protect us. So, uh, yeah, they head on into the tunnels. Over at the lab, Hopper and Eleven are making their way through, you know, down the stairway. And they come across Owens. He's alive, but he's hurt pretty bad. So Hopper uh, takes off a belt and tries to help him, like, tie off the, the wound on his leg. He also has a wound, it seems, on his chest. Doesn't It seems close to life-threatening, but he's not dying. Um, so it seems like he will survive. And um, it's at that moment that Hopper finally introduces him to the young Eleven. So yeah. I've been meaning to tell you. This is Eleven. Eleven, Doc Owens, Doc Owens, Eleven. She's been staying with me for... About a year, and she's about to save our asses. Maybe when this is all said and done, maybe you could help her out too, you know? Maybe you could help her lead like a normal life. One where she's not poked and prodded and treated like some kind of lab rat, you know? It's just a thought. Think about it. Just awesome. Awesome for let for Hopper to... Use this moment to uh, basically say, hey, you know, this girl's about to save us all. The least you could do is let her have her life. Just a really cool moment from a cool dude. So we're back in the tunnels with, I guess, the tunnel team. I can call them that now. They're not the bench anymore. Uh, And they're walking through, trying to make their way. Uh, And Dustin sees one of those spouts. I I think the... The same thing. They kind of spit those, like, dust things into the air. Uh, and it spits right into his mouth, all over him. And he freaks out. I mean, this is just really a moment of humor. There's no other reason for it, as far as I can tell, unless something happens in the future. Um, but he screams, screams with this high, high-pitched voice. And um, then he's like, huh, huh I'm fine. Uh, and it's at that point they find the hub where all the tunnels connect. And they just say, okay, let's start dousing it with gas. At the same time, we're back at the cabin. Will is f- still freaking out. Jonathan's about to put a stop to it. He's, fr- he's afraid that he's killing him. Uh, Will gets a hand free, though, while this is happening. Nancy's like, Jonathan's neck, I mean, Will's neck. And like you see the monster kind of coming up at the neck. And Jonathan's about to untie him. And then Will gets a hand free and he starts choking his mother. I mean, it's crazy. We're back at the lab, and there are just, there's too many of those demodogs, you know, Hopper sees them, and he realizes he's going to have to start shooting. Hopefully they can get through. At the same time, Steve has a match ready to light up the tunnels. Uh, Nancy, because Will is choking uh, Joyce, and we're going all over the place. We're going from the lab to the tunnels back to the cabin. Joyce is still getting choked, so Nancy takes a hot iron poker and burns Will with it and uh she ends up he ends up you know letting go of joyce that exact same same time hopper comes out he's about to shoot all the dogs and will lights the uh, at that point steve has lit the tunnel the dogs start taking off the shadow monster takes off as well and that's when you see steve and the kids lit up everything and i wrote down are steve and the kids 
the real heroes of this episode. They allowed the monster, they forced the monster out of will, when you really think about it. And they forced the the gates, uh, the demodogs, back at them because, um, you know, they were about light, about to light the fire. So they were running at them to save them. Uh, but you know what? It doesn't matter because the real hero we know is Eleven. So all of a sudden, uh, Jonathan calls over to Hopper and says, close the gate, buddy. Do it. He did it just like that. It's like, all right. So Hopper and Eleven head down in the elevator, and they're in front of the gate. And I mean, it's massive. Massive. At the same time, uh, the kids are running to get away from the fire, away from the the, uh, the monsters, just away from everything, running, because they know that the, mon- the uh, demodogs are running back to them to try to stop them. And while the fire's going, they need to run their butts off. Mike trips and uh, Vine grabs them. Uh, and Eleven starts to close the, day, the gate. And this, at this time in the lab, or under the lab, we really get to see the size and shape of this monster behind it. It is humongous. We saw the shape before as the, you know, the shadow monster. But, I mean, this thing you can really see. Like, it's not, you know, in the upside down. Well, it is, but it's right there. It's like it can almost break through crazy so back in the tunnels Steve smashes Mike um, the, the vine doesn't smash Mike he smashes the vine next to Mike to get him free and they start to uh, leave and that's when a demodog shows up but Dustin recognizes it because it's Dart Dart trust me please Hey, it's me, it's me. It's, it's your friend, it's Dustin. It's Dustin, right? You remember me? Right. And will you let us pass? Okay, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about the storm cellar. I know it was a pretty douchey thing to do. You hungry? Yeah. insane. I've got our favorite. Nougat. Okay. 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 Only stranger things can make me care about this dem- this little dart demodorgan, demodorgan, demodog. You know, it actually makes it seem like there was a connection between him and Dustin, or he just cared more about nougat than anything else. But it's probably because I'm very attached to my dog that uh, anything even remotely like that just tugs at my heartstrings. So back over in the in the lab, underneath the lab, uh, Eleven is starting to use her powers uh, against the, the gate. And the first thing she does is think about what Kali told her about using her anger. Meanwhile, underneath the tunnels, 
they realize all the demodogs are coming. They are running at them. So they run right back to the hole. Steve's, Steve helps uh, them all get up. He's just about to help Dustin get up. And too late, they show up and they charge right at them. And they charge right by them. They don't even take look at them at all. Mike realizes they're heading back to 11. They start showing up at the lab, uh, hop, and they start, you know, trying to get to 11. They're, they're hopping. They're, they're hopping. They're jumping at the, uh, at the elevator uh, while Hopper's trying to shoot them off as best as he can while 11 channels everything to take this gate down. You have a wound, 11. A terrible wound. The gate, I opened it. And it's festering. And it will grow. Spread. And eventually, it will kill you. So it's at this moment where just everything that Eleven's been through, it's all led to this. And she just channels this power in a way you've never seen before. The monster actually, and I didn't even remember seeing this the first time, the monster has this like black smoke leading out to her. And she just puts up a wall. It's so powerful that she starts floating off the ground. And she fights this thing. She starts pushing it back, pushing it back. And at the same time that she's doing this, I mean, she's creating an incredible amount of energy where lights are flashing all over town, you know, at the, at the cabin, at the buyer's house, uh, even the car lights when the, when the kids came out of the tunnel. Just a crazy amount of power. And she's pushing it back and pushing it back. Finally, the gate closes. And she just collapses with exhaustion. But Hopper's there for her. You did good, Kenna. You did so good. She did it. She saved the day. Uh, a month has passed now. The next thing we see uh, is that it's one month later and chains and locks are being put on the lab uh, as military people are closing up shop and military trucks are just driving out and driving out. And there you see at the gate, enjoying a drink, waving and having a great time is Murray. He did it. He was able to close this lab down, uh, and one of the military guys gives him the finger, but that even just makes him happier. And the lab's closed down all because of his, Nancy, and Jonathan's plan. Since the release of the incendiary tape, the once quiet town of Hawkins, Indiana, has spent time in a place it never expected. 
the national spotlight. <laughs> Under mounting pressure, several high-ranking members from the U.S. Department of Energy have admitted involvement in the death and cover-up of Hawkins resident Barbara Holland, who died due to exposure to an experimental chemical asphyxiant, which had leaked from the grounds of the lab. We sent our own April Klein to Hawkins to speak to residents, residents who told us they thought they lived in a safe town, the kind of town where, they say, nothing ever happens. Nothing ever happens in Hawkins, Indiana. That should be the motto. Nothing ever happens in Hawkins, Indiana. Uh, that news report was playing in a in the bar restaurant where Hopper showed up to meet Dr. Owens. He's uh, he's doing better. He says he, you know, may never uh, play football or ice skate. He said something about it, something funny. Um, but he's doing okay. And uh, I, I guess he called Hopper to meet him because he had something for him. A birth certificate for Jane Hopper. Yep, it's official. She's a person. She exists. And as far as the state is concerned, she's Hopper's daughter. Um, but he's like, you should probably keep it low for a year, you know. And he's like, a year? Yeah, just to be safe. He goes, what about one night? And he's like, what's so important about one night? Well, of course, it's the Hawkins Ball. So everything from here on out is regular kid stuff. I mean, until the last moment. It's regular kid stuff. So we're in the buyer's house, and Joyce is teaching Will how to dance. At the Wheeler house, Mike is getting his photo taken from his mom. He doesn't want to be uh, having that done. At Lucas's house, uh, he's talking into the mirror, trying to get the courage to ask Max to uh, dance. And at Max's house, she's getting her hair done. And she just sees Billy, and Billy just looks at her and just keeps on walking. And of course, at Dustin's house, he's freaking out because he needs to find his Farrah Fawcett spray to get his hair ready before his ride gets there. And of course, it's Steve that pick him up, uh, took him to the dance because they're buds now. He just gives him the advice of, you know, don't act like you care. And he's like, good luck. Uh, don't go, because that's a little creepy. Uh, so he goes... Um, he goes, Dustin goes into the dance. Steve looks in. He sees Nancy in the dance, and he's just, uh, you know, you can see he still cares about her, but um, he drives off, and that's the end of Steve's story for this season. Uh, and just hearing the music and seeing the kids at the dance brings me back. Now, in 1984, I was only eight years old, so uh, it was, you know, another five years before I was uh, going to dance. It was four or five years, but very much the same vibe. Um so inside, uh, Jonathan sees, oh, Jonathan's there taking photos and Nancy and him give a little smile to each other. And the boys see Dustin and tease him for his hair. And that's when a slow song hits. I just need to tell you that as a young man at a dance, there's nothing scarier than when a slow song hits. The first thing that happens is Lucas gets the courage to ask uh, Max to dance. And you can see the pain in Dustin's eyes right there. Just the sadness, the jealousy that uh, 
Lucas is the, the, the kid that, you know, Max likes. Some girls show up and they ask Zombie Boy. A girl shows up and says, hey, Zombie Boy, want to dance? And uh, Mike pushes them and Will goes to dance. And Dustin just looking over at Max. It makes me feel awful. This has nothing to do with, like, monsters or anything. This is just kids just ugh, killing me. Uh, he sees a group of girls. He goes over to ask Stacy to dance. He puts his hands out, cocky, you know, very cocky. He says, shall we? Uh, wait. Look and you will find me. Such a great song. Um, he's like, shall we? And she gets blown off. And uh, he realizes, you know, no girls are interested. Everyone's taken. He's just standing there. Sad. Nancy sees him. Finds him actually sitting on the, the uh, bleachers, trying not to cry. Just brings him up and says, hey, let's dance. Big smile on his face. Because remember the first season, he had a crush on her. She's like, you know, you were always my favorite of my brother's friends. And um, because he's dancing with Nancy Wheeler, now the girls are starting to take some notice. Even Stacy. So there may be hope for young Dustin uh, yet. And she's like, look, girls right now, they can be stupid. You just to uh, give it a couple of years and uh, you'll be you'll be slaying them. And he's like, really? Or you'll be knocking them dead or something like that. Uh, and she's like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Outside the dance, we see Joyce just kind of hanging out, and Hopper comes upon her and is like, hey, what are you doing here? She's like, well, Will wanted me to give him space, so I give him, give him a few feet. Obviously, she doesn't want to leave Will uh, that far away from him. So they just, they share a moment and uh, he's like, hey, I don't think, you know, Mr. So-and-so is going to catch us. And they share a cigarette. Um, th- you you want them to get together, right? I'm not the only one who wants Hopper and Joyce to fall in love, don't you? But again, why is Hopper there in the first place? Oh, that's right. He brought 11. You can see Mike look up. She, as she walks in, she finds him. He finds her. They walk over. He's like, do you want to dance? She's like, I don't know how to. He's like, neither do I. And, um, you know, you can see they start dancing. They're having fun. Uh, all the boys seem to be doing good. All the boys seem to be happy. Mike kisses, uh, Max kisses Lucas. Mike kisses Eleven. Um, at that point, it's not this song playing anymore. It's every breath you take by the police and if you remember the lyrics of that it's every breath you take every move you make something 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 I'll be watching you and we back away from the school and the camera starts to pan upside down and there we are in the upside down and standing over the school is the mind flayer. <gasps> it's still out there. Boom. And then it says Stranger Things 2, season over. Boom. Awesome. The end. I don't even know where to go from here. I mean, usually I talk about what we learn, but I guess we can say, what do we learn? Well, uh, we learn that Max and Lucas do like each other. We learn that Dustin still likes Max. Uh, but the girls are going to start to notice Dustin. We know that Mike and Levin are finally together. And Eleven is Technically, they're going to be called Jane Hopper. 
She has a birth certificate now. We know that Will seems to be doing better. Jonathan and Nancy seem to be doing better. Steve, you know, he's probably still sad. Uh, Hopper and Joyce seem to be doing okay. I might have just said that. Um, we know that uh, Mike and Nancy's mom is a little creepy for Billy, but Billy might be staying away from Max going forward. Probably not, but at least for now, he will be. Um, and everything is good and happy in the world as far as they're concerned. There's no lab anymore. There's no gate anymore. But the monster's still there and he's still watching it because the upside down doesn't go anywhere. The monster doesn't go anywhere. So where do we lead from here? Where do we go from here? Maybe I'll do a, uh, you know, a guess episode where we kind of, uh, take a guess at what's going to be happening, you know, happening in the upcoming season. Um, but alas, for now, we're done. There's no more. You don't have to beware the Mind Flayer anymore. You probably should, though. Because he's still out there. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for subscribing. I really appreciate it. You know, I know there's not a ton of you out there. But those who are, those who stuck with me, those who actually enjoy this for some reason, and I, I know why you enjoy it, because of Stranger Things. I try to make it as enjoyable as possible, but we're all here for the same reason, because of it. Stranger Things is an amazing television show. And I can't wait for season three. I will be back. This show will be back. And until then, remember one thing. It's still watching you. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.